Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Healing in this place today, thank you God for it. But our scripture today is 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Today I want to talk about the strength of our God. The strength of our God, not the strength of man, the strength of us as women and mothers but the strength of our God and this scripture is, is familiar to a lot of us but I, that's the nugget that I want to to pull out today so it says in 2nd Corinthians at starting at the second chapter seventh chapter it says so to keep me from becoming conceited and this is the English Standard Version that I'm reading from because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations a thorn was given me in my flesh a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But then he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. So that the power hallelujah the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ then I am content hallelujah for the sake of Christ I am then content with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions and calamities for when I am weak then I am strong for when I am weak then I am strong tell your neighbor for when I am weak power of Christ may rest upon me I will boast gladly in my weaknesses this message it's for everybody it's not really mamas it's 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 just for everybody everybody that came to hear the word of the Lord whether you're grandma nene mama what, whatever position that you have even our men today our focus is and what I want you to take away is that the power of God rest upon you the power of God the power of God Almighty, God. This one we just finished singing about and praising. God, the great I am. God, the one that said, let there be. God, the one that created you. God, the one that is breathing breath in your lungs right now. His power rests upon you. And as I said, there's so many nuggets in the scripture. We can talk about, you know, our weaknesses and we're strong. We can talk about that thorn in the flesh, but I want you to always remember that the power of God rests upon you. You are not alone. You are not running this race by yourself, but it is his power that sits upon you. In this particular scripture, Paul, he's dealing with this extraordinary vision, this big thing that God has shown him. But this exasperating thorn in my flesh, God, this sickness that would not go away. Many of you may be right there right now. Pastor Tony has taught us about God's promises and how God is waiting on us and he's waiting to use us and 
that we're going to be the greatest star in our show. But what about the sickness? What about that diagnosis that we got? What about mothers, your, your wayward children? Or what about even those children that you don't even seem to know what to do with that are right in your house? Right there before you. You're trying to figure out, Lord, what, how can I lead them? How can I guide them? What about the mentality that you're dealing with? Your defeated mentality, always just kind of negative, always just kind of trying to feel like, God, you're, you, you don't know what I'm, what's going on with me. What about your feeling of aloneness? What about for some of you just barrenness? Seem like you can't produce nothing, that you're not fruitful, your brokenness. What about your hurts? God gave Paul in the scripture the grace, which we can say it's a merited favor. We can say it's a merited divine assistance. Grace is a virtue of God. He gave God the grace, the ability, and the power to overcome that thorn. Did he take it away, as we know in the scripture? Did he take it away? But no, Paul, God gave Paul exactly what he, what he needed. And God teaches us that there's a purpose behind the thorn. He challenges us to keep moving in spite of. God says, I may remove it. I may remove it. I may save your children just like that. I may have them call back running, come back to you just running. Hallelujah. But what if I don't? What are you going to do in the meantime? And that's why we, God wants us to know that we rely on God's grace, God's power. Our God is big. We don't just say that, but he is a mighty God. God put the stars in place. God, God has done so many things. He allowed us to see he is our creator. So Paul became content. He came satisfied. He knew that in his weakness, God's power would rest upon us. And it's okay to be weak. It's okay, people of God. It's okay, women, to be weak. It's okay not to have it all together because we don't. We won't ever have it all together. Our desire is to look more like Jesus every day and our desire is to look more like him, but we will never be him. We will never be him. So it's available. It is available. The power of God resting on us. How many people want that in their lives? How many people know that I cannot run this race without my Jesus, without my savior? So it is available, but we have to trust and believe that it is. We have to trust and believe that it is. That means we've got to give up some of our control. We've got to surrender our will to God. Amen. I know a couple of months ago, I, I just, I kind of wanted to hide. You know, I, I don't know, to some of you, I may look pretty strong, but a couple of months ago, you know, I, I really just wanted to hide. I, I can normally, and what I mean by hiding is just kind of, life's pressures were just getting a little bit too much for me. I normally can handle change really good. God has graced me to just kind of roll with the punches, but just kind of seemed like the punches just kept getting a little bit stronger and stronger. You know, things in my life, it seemed, it kind of seemed the same, but I could tell a new season was taking place, a new change, a new shift of some things. Kind of like it is now, it was hard for me to determine, you know, what season is it? It's kind of like God has shown you something. I saw a little glimpse of, of spring is on his way, but it still felt like winter. You know, we get a day of summer, but it's still spring. So I'm, I'm just, just a roller coaster, God. Mm. Here and there, God, like, what are you showing me? I know you got greatness, but I'm still here. I'm stuck there. I feel, feel some ways I'm going backwards, just all over the place. Tried to do some of the same stuff that I used, you know, that I normally do. Normal prayer and normal meditation, you know, normal songs to kind of get things. Just wasn't working. Didn't, didn't feel 
You know, didn't, didn't feel like I was making the connection as I normally would. And it, it kind of reminded me of um, Kendall, when I had Kendall. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, third child. I got this thing now, packed now. I, I know what to do, newborn baby. Kendall quickly showed us that, uh-uh. The, you know, just all the rocking and the late night that, honey, I'm my own little child, that you got to come up with some more stuff, um, some more tools, mama, for me. Because she didn't do what Lauren and Gerard did. She wasn't getting her sleep schedule wasn't the same. I couldn't pacify her the same. I couldn't do all the things. So even with that, God was telling me, uh, you know, I'm calling you a little bit deeper, Tiffany. You know, I need, you, there, I need a little bit more for you. Some of the things that you did in the old season are not going to work in your new season. They're, and it's just not going to work. You know, I knew in my heart, you know, that, you know, and you know how we, that kind of like that, um, the war. I knew in my heart that, you know, God's grace, his power is there. God hadn't forgot about me. He's there. But in my mind, I forgot about his strength. And we know, Pastor Tony, we always know it's with the mind that we serve God. So if we get defeated in this mind, then everything else flows. So God reminded me, you know, the more I said, God, what in the world is going on of this season? He reminded me that, yes, in your weakness, Tiffany, you're the power that I'm resting upon you in your weakness, that I'm forming you, that I'm shaping you in your weakness, my glory will be made known. And so he showed me again, as we continue to ask for more, Doors to be open, more territories, more favor, more influence. We need more of his power. We need more of his strength. And yes, we need the power of God to rest upon us. We want our lights to shine. We want our light to shine before men, that they will see our good works that glorify the Father who is where he's in heaven. We want to be more like Jesus. So to all my beautiful women in here, daughters of God, you're not going to reach your given potential in God until you allow that power to rest on you. I believe that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And we can because God is. But we've got to believe that. Proverbs 31 and 25 reminds us that, you know, as virtuous, virtuous women, we are clothed with strength and with dignity. We are clothed with that. That's another one of those characteristics that we have. If we just receive it with dignity, I can stand and hold my head up high knowing that God is for me. But what's happened is, even as women, even as I just shared with you, we, we as, as the body of Christ, we hadn't focused on God's power and his strength. And as the body of Christ and even as women, we've become scared. Hallelujah. Scared of stuff. We've become weak. Hallelujah. We've become powerless. Powerless. Just scared of everything. Weak, powerless people. Young women are looking to older women for answers. Mothers are looking to their children. Children are looking to their mothers for answers. Our coworkers, our neighbors, they're looking to us because we said we found the answer. Because we're not looking to God, we don't have any answers. We can only tell them what's, what we've seen on TV or what we've talked about. We have nothing to give them. I don't want to be one of those feeble Christians. I don't want to be somebody who's scared and weak, running around hiding behind bushes because of this and so what somebody said to me. I don't want to be like that because my God is not like that. My God is so powerful. My God is so big. My God is so mighty. My God is so strong. And I want the power of God to rest upon me. I dare not represent him that way. I dare not represent him that way. Believers, we are, dis we are characterized, distinguished by the power of God. That's how they know us. That's how they know who we are. 
It's not about us. Sometimes people get it twisted. You know, that's why, you know, some people are like, I got to pray the most or I got to see, you know, how people are looking upon me. But we are known by the power of God. Because when you can stand and declare that my God shall deliver me, people are taking notice. People are taking, they're taking notice that you're not backing down or that you're not afraid. Listen, hmm, something's going on. And then they're looking at you. But then ultimately, we're giving our glory back to God. They can see Jesus because that's who we want them to see. Hallelujah. The more we focus on his strength, the more we focus on his power, the more we have the courage, the courage to do and say what God says. Do I have anybody that needs more courage to do and say what God has to say? That's what we're talking about. The power of God, his strength resting upon it. And y'all, this is nothing new, nothing new. Strength is always, as I said before, characterized by the power of God. Let's look at our Bible stories. Things that we've said and we dare not ever forget, even as adults or our children. We love the story of David and Goliath. A lot of us, David reminds us of ourselves. Scrawny, don't feel like we're able to do. But it was the power of God that spoke to David. David knew what to do. He had what he, he used what he had in his hand to be able to defeat all these other people. So much stronger and powerful than him. But as we know, David, he defeated Goliath. He defeated him with those stones in the name of Jesus. We know we love to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They would not bow. They would not bow. They refused to bow in that fiery furnace. Next thing they know was all three of them, then somebody else. <laughs> and we know as the Spirit of God, God was in that fiery furnace with them. God will deliver those who are faithful. We know these stories, the power of God. And my most favorite one, and we're going to look at this one a little bit together, but it's Joshua and Caleb. Joshua 14, 6 through the 12th chapter. And I, I had to read this because this just is when I was studying. I just love this. But it says, then, starting at verse 6, then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, Gilead. And Caleb, the son of Jephthah, and the Canaanites said to him, you know the Lord, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me, you and me, Joshua and Caleb, you and me and Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me back from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. And we know when it talks about over, you know, in numbers, the people were upset with them. They were upset with them because they didn't get discouraged. But in verse 8, it says, nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord, my God, I wholly I've wholly followed him. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden, hey, shall be your inheritance and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Woo, gets better. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he has said these 40 years ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness and now here I am 85 years old I can't wait to be 85 that, that's my I want to be a church mother ha! yes God hey I want to be a church mama I want to say hey hey I mean I, I'm not gonna get too hard on them but holiness is right I want to tell them I was young but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken I want to say my God is good and he's been good to me he's been merciful to me that's my job that's what I'm working with I said I want to be that God so when I said 85 years old I'm going to be 85 years old declaring God and he says and yet as I am strong this day 40 years has passed and on the day that Moses sent me just as my strength was then 
My strength is now for war. He wasn't 85 years old just like sitting back in the corner. He's ready to still go to war. Both for going out and coming in. Hallelujah. Now they'll give me my mountain. Yes, God. Which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day that Anakim were there. And that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me. Hey, hey. He's with us. That strength, that power, all that I'm talking about. God is with us and I will be able to drive them out. Just as the Lord has said. Just as the Lord has said. I love it. I love it. 40, 85, whatever age you are, whatever stage you are in, God is with you. God is with you. You have his strength. You have his power. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to grow old. Women, I know, you know, we can do all kinds of things and make up, but it is a blessing to grow old. We need to share our wisdom. People need to know that, God, I've been through this trial. I've been through this valley. My marriage almost broke up. I lost a child. All these things. I was in this accident. It's a blessing to be able to share wisdom. It's a blessing, whether you're old or young, but the older that we get, don't run away from it. It's a blessing to get old. Blessing to get seasoned. It's a blessing to be an 85-year-old person. And say, God promised this to me then and now. Hey, I'm still going to see the goodness of the Lord. Y'all going to find me on the the church mother road. That's where I want to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your power. Thank you, God, that every season, every stage of our life, you always know what to tell us. So So then our question is, so how do we gain this power? How do we gain this strength? Where does it come on? Is it just going to, you know, throw it on us? We're just going to catch it? No, that doesn't quite happen that way. First, we have to acknowledge that he's God. That he is. Why, I said, why is he going to give us something that we don't even believe in? If you don't even believe that he is God, why is he going to give you your strength and power? Why is he? He's not going to. He doesn't use vessels like that. Why is he going to put anything on you? We've got to believe that he is. I can't believe in something that I don't believe in. And so where do we start? We start at Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. That's why most of us are, we found a savior. God found us. Some of us, we weren't seeking, we weren't looking for him, but God found us. He saved us. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses in that he's saved. For those that don't know God, that scripture is for you. For those who do God, do know God, that scripture is for you. Every time we call Pastor Tony, anybody calls down for salvation, I'll lift my hands and get saved right on over again. I love saying that. God, come in my heart. Come wash me. I don't care how old or young. Come, come in my heart, God. Purify me. Because it had not been for his goodness. I, apart from God, I always realize that. Apart from God, I am nothing. Apart from not God, as we would say, I'd be running down the street in a crazy house apart from God and his goodness. So I get saved all over again. Yes, I do. So that's for everybody. Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, and without faith, without that belief, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. And I think that is so important, if anything, The enemy is after your faith. 
He doesn't want you to believe in God. People don't want you to believe in God. Some of your family members may not want you to believe in God. Guard that with your heart, your belief. Do everything you can to keep hold of your belief. If you don't have the belief, if you don't have your faith in God, then you have nothing. All the other scriptures, they don't mean anything to you because you don't believe what God, that God is. So yes, faith, it, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We are the weaker vessels. We'll never be on God's level. There's so many different religions. They're gods. This person's a god and I'm a god and this percent and I'm a god and I can do this. We will never be like God. We are the weaker vessels. Our desire is to look more like him, but we get, lay our will down, as I said before, so that we can hear and that he can direct us. Amen. You've got to believe it. And my prayer is those that don't believe in God, that today you will walk away either believing or more confident in who God is. Again, his power. Another thing. We've got to believe. And then also we get God's power and his strength so that it may rest upon us through praise and worship. You know, I missed it today because I, you know, had to speak because I was going to, you know, couldn't get it all. But some of you may think that I'm, you know, pretty wild or exuberant or whatnot. But I don't do that for any of you. I don't do that for the little clips on Facebook. I don't do that, you know, to be seen among men. I lift my hands because I know my God. I know what he has done for me. I got a glimpse of where he's taking me. I know if it had not been for God on my side, I know the one that strengthens me. The one that empowers me. The one that keeps my mind. So I dare not let the devil steal my praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care if I'm at Walmart or where I'm at. I will lift my hands toward heaven. You are God alone, oh God. And you're worthy of my praise. Worthy of my hallelujah. You are worthy of it. You created me to give it. Ain't just something we come to do just because. He created us to worship him. He created us to praise him. It don't have to be all loud like mine, but you can give him something. You can give him something. And believe it or not, I, mean, I didn't always start out this loud. Okay? Mary and Pastor Tony got a bull, pull all kind of things out of you. Used to be a little quiet. Okay? But God, God is amazing. He is powerful. Oh, you guys know, you know those situations where you know if it had not been for God on your side. So I dare not be quiet. I have to praise him. That's how his powers rest. The more you praise him, the more you get your strength. The more you praise him, you're reminded of his abilities and not yours. That's why we praise God. We praise him for who he is. Amen. God is awesome. Hallelujah. And the Bible commands us, like I said, we've always used to start off our testimony service, Psalms 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We enter, when we enter this sanctuary, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures for all generations. That's the word of God. Psalm 150 says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. 
Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and flutes. Praise him with the loud cymbals and the clashing cymbals. Let everything that have breath, yes God, let everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. Don't let no rocks cry out for you. Don't let nobody else praise him for you. You know your God. You know what he's done for you. Praise the Lord. You'll get your strength. You'll get your strength. You'll get your strength. Hallelujah. And then we talk about our worship. We know sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's a little slower song, but it's worship. And we've heard this, it is our lifestyle. Not just about the slower song. It is a lifestyle. And this is one of my favorite scriptures about worship. And we can put a little period on the end. John 4, 23 and 24. Since Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is, hallelujah, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for the salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship him in spirit and in truth, whatever your truth is. When I'm leading worship, I say before I pray, this is your time, hallelujah, to be real with God. When we're leading and getting the breaking up the ground so I get our hearts prepared for word, I say, God, you don't have to put on any airs. This is your time to say, God, I messed up. God, I don't understand. God, I don't know. God, I'm hurt. God, I'm broken. God, I don't see you right now. God, I don't know what to do. This is your time to be real, spirit and in truth, period. Worship him in spirit. As we're praying, as we're praising, we want the right spirit. I said that. We want to know all kind of spirit and all kind of voices, but we keep our ears tuned to the spirit of God because we want to be sheep that know his voice. And then we come in truth. We come with our truth, hallelujah. So we don't have to fake. We don't have to be any kind of pretenders in the body of Christ. And even with each other, even with each other, we don't have to pretend and fake. So yes, we are praying. We are we are giving our praise and worship to God so that we can get his spirit. We are believing that God is who he says he is. And the next thing, the third thing is we're going to get that power by fasting and prayer, by denial and prayer, by sacrifice and prayer. No one in the Bible ever got elevated or did anything without communication with God. And that's all prayer is, our communication with God. No one is ever going to grow by just doing simply what you want to do. Just doing what you want to do. Well, I don't like that, God. Well, God, I, I know you're telling me this. You've got to live a life of sacrifice and prayer. A life of denial and prayer for his power. For his power to rest upon you. Because just realize we're the vessels. We're his instruments. We're being led by him. So again, why is he going to put his power on somebody who thinks they've got it all together and thinks they know what's going on. Thinks they can do everything and thinks they kind of put the stars in the sky and can heal cancer and put all things together. Why would he put his power on you? We stay yielded, submitted to God. God, you know what? I don't, 
oh, I don't necessarily want to do that, but I want what's best for me. You want what's best for me. I want your will to be done in my life. And we, we release the power. We release the control. You go back in. He'll show you something else. You release the power. You release the control. You get a little bit closer. You release the power. You can release the control. And, and to be honest, that was, that's what was going on with me in my season. Got to release the control. Release the power of doing things that you want to do the way that you want to do them. Release it to God. We want our light to shine. Not our light to shine. To glorify the Father so that when people see us, then they will see Jesus. Amen. First Thessalonians 5 and 17. That's another one you can just kind of close the book on. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Whether it's prayers of thanksgiving, whether it's praying for a miracle, breakthrough, deliverance, whatever kind of prayer God is leading you to pray. Pray without ceasing. And let us not be like the hypocrites who stand in the synagogue that we may be seen. Okay? Our prayers are to God. We're not going to be that kind of people around here praying all out loud so that people can just see us and think that, oh, she's a great prayer. Oh, let me get her to pray. No, that's not what God commands us to do. And then we go off and doing all other kind of foolishness. No, sir, we will not bring a reproach on God's name. God, our prayer is our communication with him. Will there be times where you got to lead an open prayer? Yes, but we shall not be like the hypocrites. People wanting to be seen. Again, you wanting to be seen. I thought we were letting our light shine so God could see, could be seen. Hallelujah. And let's pray as we're praying. When we got to pray for each other. We got to pray for each other in the body of Christ. And we can't lose heart knowing that the first time, I love this. And I shared with you all when, when my father went on the first time that I prayed. Hallelujah. The first time that it, I got before my father and said, God, I need your help. God, I need your help. God heard it the first time that I prayed. So we can't lose heart. We can't lose faith in prayer. We can't lose heart in that and what God has given it to us because that is our communication. That's how we know and hear what God is telling us to do. So we're going to believe that God is who he is. We're going to always praise and worship him. And then we're going to get on our knees and pray. Praying to our God, knowing that the first time that he heard us, God, you were there and you were with us. We are never alone, women of God. We're never alone. I know so many people in here, I don't got one child, two, three, whatever is going on, but you are never alone. God has equipped you. God has given you exactly what you needed for this time, for this season. He wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. He's not against you. He's for you. He loves you with an unmerited love. He'll be all that you needed to be. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for it. So I believe that if we can strive for those things, then God's spirit, his power will perpetually be on us. That's how we become, you know, the, the wonder women. That's how we become mighty women in God. That's how we become that 85-year-old woman. Hallelujah, that we all should be striving to become, looking more like Jesus, knowing that, God, you are with me then. God, you're going to be with me now. Forget about your names and lights. Forget about all the, you know, being famous. God is going to lead some of us. Like I said, as he leads you, you sometimes you don't have any choice for people to know you. But don't let that be your desire. Because we want his light to shine. We want God's power. 
We want people to look on us so that, we, that he can be seen. God, in my weakness, you are made strong. So I'm going to keep going. Despite of, I want you to keep going. Despite of the thorn, beside of, despite of the diagnosis, despite of whatever it is that is going on in your life. Despite of the insecurities, despite of the failures. I want you to keep going because knowing that God's power is going to rest on you. And knowing that in your weakness, God is going to be made strong and that his power will rest upon you. Amen. 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 Can we all stand to our feet? Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Can you join hands? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your power. Thank you, God, for your strength. Thank you for all that you are, God, in our lives. We thank you for your word, Jesus. We thank you how we feel even more empowered on today, God. We thank you for some, God, that got another little bit, just a little nugget to go on, God. They don't feel as defeated as they did when they came in, God. They didn't feel as though they were by themselves anymore, oh God. They realized that, yes, they can do all things through Christ. That strengthens them. God, they realize that you are their help and the source of their strength. Thank you, God. They realize that you are the great I am. Hallelujah. That you're a way-making God. That you're a mind-regulating God. And that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all. Hallelujah. That we can ask or think. God, take rest in this place. Take rest in us, not even now, but for the rest of our lives. God, we yield. We submit our wills to you. We submit our hearts to you, God. We submit our minds to you. Take it, God, and do what you want to do with it. We submit our control to you, God. Thank you, God. Shape us, mold us, create us, hallelujah, into the image, God, that you've seen. God, and even if we're in between seasons, let us take root, God. You be the anchor of our soul. Let us be steadfast unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. Don't let us, God, be found as weak. Don't let us be found as being afraid, God. You've not given us the spirit of fear, but you've given us a sound mind. God, let us not be found, God, as hypocrites saying one thing and doing another, God. Creating us a clean heart. Hallelujah. And renew the right spirit within us. That spirit God that seeks your face. That spirit God, hallelujah, that knows you know us by name. That spirit, oh God, that calls us early in the morning and says, come unto me. Come unto me, God. Those that are broken and that are bruised, take my rest upon you. For my burden is easy. Hallelujah. God, lead us in the way in truth everlasting. And we'll forever give your name all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Give God praise. Give him praise in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are our God. You are our strength. You are our help. You are our peace. You are our joy. We find no fault in you. We find no fault in you today, oh God. You are our light, God. Hallelujah, you're the God of our salvation. Whom shall we be afraid of? Hallelujah. 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 I will open my heart to you, God. And I dare not leave and say, does anybody need the first step? Did anybody not know Jesus? Did anybody need to cry out and say, God, you need it. I need to be saved. I need you, God, to save me because I can't save you. Do you need God to take the first step and say, God, I need to believe that you are. I need to confess with my mouth. I need to believe in my heart. Hallelujah, that you are God. And if there's anybody, you can raise your hand and we'll come get you. You can come down front and I will pray with you and you'll be saved just like that. And as I told you before, I'll pray it again with you. Because every time, hallelujah, the prayer of salvation is offered, I thank him. Because it is a gift. And I just thank him that I was able to hear his voice and accept the gift. I could have been saying, nope, not today. I could have been saying, God, I don't have time for that. But I thank him that I heard his voice. Anybody need Jesus? Anybody need God? Hallelujah, Jesus. And we're all, everybody's good. I'm so happy about that. Anybody just need me to touch and agree? That the power of God would rest on them. And I do that as well. Of your grace and the power 
You are the potter and we are the clay again. Have your way, God. Bless every mother. Oh, bless every mother, God. Again, again, and again, and again. Such an awesome calling. Some may want to be ministers and all that. God, there is a calling of a mother. They're ministers in their right. Help us, God, to lead our families. Hallelujah. And be all that we need to be, God. Again, bless this day, God. Thank you for every victory that is in this house. Every person shall leave victorious in their mindset, God. And we'll always give you glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.